A left-wing activist says the Bible should be removed from schools. Republicans in the U.S. House passed the Parents' Bill of Rights. Plus, a New York teachers' union is sponsoring a seminar on the harmful effects of whiteness. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the Bible because we all know that one of the strategies of the left is to attack religion. And why? Because religion is one of those foundations that brings people together. Much like family or patriotism or societal norms, religion is something bigger than the state. And for the left, the state is religion, family, and norms all rolled together. We've seen this throughout history, and we are seeing it today. The left seeks to break any attachment apart so that all that's left is our attachment to government. In our push to clean up government-run school libraries by making sure that reading materials are age-appropriate and do not sexualize our children or promote radical ideologies, one leftist is turning that effort upside down by saying the Holy Bible is pornographic and must be removed from school bookshelves. Here's a report from the Davis County School District in Utah. The latest book to be challenged here at the Davis School District is the Holy Bible. And the person who submitted the challenge also submitted more than 40 pages worth of Bible verses as evidence that the book is inappropriate for students. This is the policy the school district has to follow when a book is challenged. So it is a process. Anyone who requests a book to be reviewed has to have standing. District spokesperson Chris Williams explains this means the person has to be a student, the parent of a student, an employee, or a school board member. According to the Salt Lake Tribune, the parent who filed this complaint is angry that sexually explicit books were being removed from school libraries. So the parent decided to strike back by calling for the Bible to be removed. So the committee is looking at that right now, looking at the law, seeing uh, where it falls within the law that, that the legislature has put forth. The Bible isn't the only religious text at some of the district schools. We have the Koran, we have the Torah, we have the Bible, we have the Book of Mormon. If found in violation, the Bible will be removed from all schools in the district. In filing the complaint against the Bible, this parent called out the group Utah Parents United, which was one of the main advocacy groups promoting the protection of our kids from overtly sexual books. The parent called the organization a white supremacist hate group. Republican State Representative Ken Ivory, who sponsored the legislation to protect kids from leftist efforts to sexualize them, calls this parent's complaint antics that drain school resources. Here's the issue to remember. The left will always try to divide and distract while pushing their agenda. The Bible is not the issue here. The issue is why is the left so bent on hypersexualizing our children with graphic accounts of sex acts? It's not appropriate. It's wrong. Stay focused on that issue and we'll be in good shape. All right, next let's talk about the Parents' Bill of Rights. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about the Parents' Bill of Rights, which is legislation just passed by the Republican-controlled House of Representatives. This bill is the direct result of school boards, administrators, and teachers' unions, which have become leftist advocacy groups for indoctrination of our children rather than education. 
The bill addresses five fundamental pillars. The right to know what's being taught in schools and to see reading material. The right to be heard. The right to see school budget and spending. The right to protect their children's privacy. And the right to be updated on any violent activity at school. So that's the bill. And it passed with no Democrat support. Not one Democrat in the entire House sided with parents and against left-wing indoctrination. Here's how Speaker Kevin McCarthy announcing the passage of the bill. Today was a win for every mother, every father, but most importantly, for every student in America. You have a parent's bill of rights now. But unfortunately, the Democrats are too extreme to believe that parents should have a say in their kids' education. And all of us here today are proud to say we, as House Republicans, sided with parents having a right to be involved in their kids' education. And if the Democrats are going to be too extreme as they showed they are today, we're going to continue to fight for them anyway. This bill is about putting power back into the hands of parents. It's as simple as that. But here's the thing. The left has invested decades, decades, folks, into taking control of the education agenda, knowing that government-run schools would have our kids for seven hours a day for at least 13 years. And then there's even more with college. So the last thing they want to do is lose control. Just listen to some of the comments from the Democrats. Don't we want our children to know that slavery was wrong as I fight against slavery today that still exists? Bills like this make schools more hostile and make no mistake, it results in hate, bigotry, and yes, sometimes death of our students. Dream MAGA Republicans don't want the children of America to learn about the Holocaust. When we talk about progressive values, I can say what my progressive value is, and that is freedom over fascism. Unreal. The Democrats will say anything. I mean, leave it to AOC to describe taking power away from centralized authority and returning it to parents as fascism. And what else did they say? The Republicans don't want kids learning about the Holocaust. That's just a lie. And that slavery still exists in America. And Sheila Jackson Lee is doing something about it. Give me a break. All right, next let's talk about white privilege, because as Republicans push a parent's bill of rights, the left is obsessed with pushing racial division on our children. As reported by the New York Post, a New York City teachers union is sponsoring a workshop which will focus on fighting back against the harmful effects of whiteness in our lives. That's right, the United Federation of Teachers is hosting this webinar, which it says will center on key cultural themes such as internalized racism, privilege, microaggressions, and white identity as related to Latin X slash E communities. Oh my gosh, this is what teachers are being taught and then it gets passed down to students. Is it any wonder that child's stress levels are going up? Rather than just teaching basics and then letting kids play and socialize, children are bombarded with sex and race and gender ideology and leftist activism at younger and younger ages. Now, armed with this knowledge of microaggressions and internalized racism, what is the goal of giving this to the teachers? The seminar webpage states that participants will leave the workshop with a better understanding of how to center ourselves as a form of resistance against the harmful effects of whiteness in our lives, the organizations we work for or direct, and the communities in which we serve. A form of resistance against whiteness. Yep that's really going to bring children together. New York City schools have terrible academic records, but hey, who cares? The idea isn't to educate, 
is to provide a form of resistance, indoctrinating the next generation of left-wing activists. All right, next let's talk about former President Trump because there is a lot of news swirling around and this week could be a big one regarding the former president getting indicted by Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg and his grand jury. This weekend, Trump held a rally in Waco, Texas, the first rally of his presidential campaign. Here's Trump. Let there be no doubt the injustices being done, not only to me, but to dozens across our country will not stand and we're not gonna stand for it. When this election is over, I will be the president of the United States. You will be vindicated and proud, and the thugs and criminals who are corrupting our justice system will be defeated, discredited, and totally disgraced. That's what's happening. Now, it is clear that the potential indictment has become a rallying cry for Trump, but will indictments actually come? That's the big question. Trump thought he might be arrested last week. Nothing happened. Now, there's speculation that this week may be it. Here's some discussion from Newsmax. How do you think this plays out this week? Is Donald Trump ultimately indicted at some point? Or, door number two, does this case just drift away? You know, I, I, I think that's, it's really a tough call. I think he may very well be indicted. And, and frankly, um, you know, this may have all been very calculated on his part in order to get all of this, this into the news in order to bring some uh, pressure to bear on the grand jurors themselves. I mean, they're obviously they're nobody knows who they are. Uh, it's a secretive proceeding, but boy, they're not immune to uh, to the news. Good point. The grand jurors are not immune to the news. And it's clear that many people across the country see these entire proceedings as weaponization of the justice system. That if you don't like a political opponent, the person can just be taken out by the very government that is supposed to protect all people. Here's more. Yeah, so a grand jury is just up to 23 people and you need 12 of them to vote uh, in order to indict. And, and it could be to indict on some of the charges, not even on all of the charges. Right. And it's possible that they've already decided to vote on some of those charges, but they're not done with the presentation, so that information hasn't been released yet. So we just won't know until everything is unsealed. 12 out of 23. That's all it takes. Will Alvin Bragg get his indictments? Let me know in the comments. And whether or not charges against Trump actually help or hurt his campaign. All right, next let's talk about patriotism and other ideals that hold America together. As I've discussed on today's show, we've seen the aggressive push by the left to sexualize our children, to indoctrinate them on leftist ideology. We've seen the weaponization of government to go after political opponents of the left whether that's a former president of the United States or concerned parents at a school board meeting. There are many different tactics employed by the left, but the goal is the same, to tear down the very fabric of what it means to be an American, where everyone accepts the power of the state and no one is allowed to disagree. The question is, have the efforts by the left led to results? Is their strategy working? The answers are 100% yes. A new poll released this week by the Wall Street Journal has some shocking results which point to just how far America has fallen and how much our once strong pillars of community have been eroded. According to the poll, 39% of Americans say their religious faith is very important to them, while 38% say patriotism is very important. Now, back in 1998, when the Wall Street Journal first ran the poll, 62% of Americans said religion was very important to them, and 70% said patriotism was very important. That's a 23-point drop in religious importance 
and a 32-point drop in the importance of patriotism. That's just in the last 25 years, basically one generation. Now, there was some hope in the poll. A plurality of respondents felt that the transgender movement and accommodations for them have gone too far, and a majority held an unfavorable view of using transgender pronouns. But decades of leftist control of the media, big tech, entertainment, and education have resulted in Americans being more divided, more cynical, less patriotic, and less religious than ever before. This is why it's so important for all of us to get involved. If we don't fight, no one else will. Our entire country is at stake, and the left is counting on us to be too busy, uninterested, or afraid to take a stand. We must prove them wrong to have any chance of building a better America for the next generation. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.